We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Hello, all you beautiful gamers. As per usual, welcome back to the Esports Rewind Podcast. My name is Jake. This is Zane. Hello, Zane. Hey, hey. <laughs> You're going to confuse people, you know, going with Zane, then immediately followed by Zane. I'm, I'm going to hurt my heart today. Like Every time I laugh, my chest really hurts. So let's keep it to a minimum. But how are yeah, you doing absolutely. this week, man? It's you know, been wild. Yeah, it's it's been an interesting week. You know, ups and downs, definitely. Certainly. Uh, but, you know, we're ending the week on a strong note with the podcast. You know, always happy to be here. Certainly so. And we're going to keep on talking about some great topics. We are so so glad you guys can join us on whatever platform you are watching or listening here to the Esports Rewind podcast. Let's get it rolling. Mm. And first off and foremost, going to slap you around a little bit Ooh, here. Okay, this okay. <laughs> little front hand, back hand action. You, man, I can't laugh today. <laughs> You're the one who started it. That's not my fault. My, oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> either way, we have talked a lot about Valorant trash talk. Mm. I think Valorant is a rising scene, as we have well noted. Indeed. Even during these very troublesome times of a pandemic going around, we've seen so many gigantic esports organizations um, give note to Valorant with its rise and slowly but surely unraveling more events. Mm. And first strike so far for North America has been very fun. TSM versus Sentinels, 100Ts, trash talk here and there. People still hating on 100T. Uh, there are some moments, though, in time that trash talk is certainly taken probably a bit too far. 
And unfortunately, so one of the very first Valorant Pro controversies, if if I might add. Mm-hmm. Luckily enough, I think there's a few more select viewers on the podcast, but I do want to talk about this kind of stuff because it's a continual note of whether or not you are on stream or not on stream, some of the things you really should not be saying, and certainly an instance this past week, which I, I spoke very briefly to you about, is a FaZe Clan Valorant pro known as Marv choosing mm. to say some things on stream about another pro's girlfriend. And this coming a couple days after the adorable clip of Tens and his girlfriend, the lights on or yeah. off clip, yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is, I mean, amazing to see. And uh, if you guys want a quick TLDR, there was a clip that surfaced where, unfortunately, it was Shanks as well as Marved. Marved was the one who spoke and is a current FaZe Clan Valorant pro, said some very, very um, disturbing things about another mm. pro, that being Tens and his girlfriend about i really don't want to go into detail about exactly what was said engaging in you know inappropriate actions yeah, with tens girlfriend it, yeah it was yeah. pretty vulgar what was said as well i just want to quickly say for a guy like tens you know i think mm-hmm. a lot of pro players out there who even i'm i know i know he has heard that clip mm-hmm. and said nothing publicly now marv has apologized as one should he actually uh, let me know he apologized privately and then he took to twitter very shortly to apologize publicly without necessarily saying exactly what it was because it's not a yeah. moment you want you want out there clearly. Of course, yeah. Um, I think it puts us in these tricky shoes where we talk about these things. It's it's not fun, mm-hmm. but I, I it's you know it's part of the job, right? You're going to talk about the good. You're going to talk about the bad. And no matter who this is, if this kind of clip comes up, I like to think that we would cover it. And it's just. Um, I bet a constant reminder, whether or not you are streaming, you got to be respectful. You got to be responsible, especially when you represent something like FaZe Clan, right? Mm-hmm. Like you represent, an organi- you represent an organization and, you know, pe- the way people portray you, they will begin to portray the organization you represent. And that's that's the only way I can really word it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I come at these situations from the perspective of someone who I've never said anything like this on a call, on like Skype calls, Discord calls, no matter how late at night it is, if I even if I'm like under the influence or anything, like, you know, this type of stuff would just never come out of my mouth. But I always try to see it from the other person's perspective, right? And even then, I got to imagine, if you're in a situation with your boys, you know, you know that, hey, these are my, my lads, they're comfortable with this type You're of very, joking very around. close friends, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even then, I just think at this point, it's just a dumb move to have these types of conversations while playing games online with your friends. Because at this point, especially for somebody who's in a content creation organization, in a world where everything is recorded, things get clipped constantly, why would you even put yourself in this position? It just, it's just not, it's not the move. Leaving out any moral you know, aspects yeah, of this. Yeah. yeah, just from a pure logical standpoint, like why even do this? Yeah, but either way, I wanted to get your two cents on mm. that, what you guys think as well. And I would say at the end of the day, the way that Kai, that's Tens' girlfriend, and the way that Tyson, that is Tens, reacted, I mean, uh, top notch, because I, I mm. do personally think if it was even more notable pros from other esports scenes, this would have gone public oh, this and would have gone much, huge, much more viral. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a learning lesson for all those involved, mm-hmm. for sure. And hopefully they take the lesson. Hopefully so. All right, Jake, you know what? Let's uh, dance a little bit on the wild side tonight. Di- diverge off the uh, well-beaten path for us and talk about Rainbow Six Siege a mm, little bit. A little bit of drama this past week, huh? Yeah, a little, a little tiny, tiny smidgen, you yeah. know? It's yeah. more than a smidgen. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, being <laughs> I know, a little I bit reductive there. <laughs> but anyway, you know, for those of you who are not aware, we've seen a little bit of an issue with the former E-United roster in Rainbow Six Siege in the past week. Uh, E-United, uh, just in a few last few months decided to leave the R6 scene, uh, mostly in part due to the pandemic 
and you know the lack of stability and consistency in a scene like R6 you know the org itself just you know felt like it was the right time to make their exit however their pro league roster had already qualified for the 2021 season you know very solid roster very competitive pros and they clearly indicated their interest to remain involved going into 2021 however we now have a ruling from Ubisoft that says unfortunately they will not be allowed to do so now this is a weird one because the reason that Ubisoft uh, provided that these pros would not be allowed to compete is because they no longer are represented by an org which you know in a way I guess hey it kind of makes sense but very right very, very kind of small part yes. makes sense right like you know you I can understand why a company would like to have a direct relationship with an organization involved in their pro league. You know, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. But the issue here is the lack of communication with the players. As we realized that uh, according to head coach of this ex-United roster, uh, Meepy, they found out at the same time as everybody else in the same Twitter announcement that Ubisoft made after weeks if not months of me be trying to get in contact with Ubisoft to clarify exactly what was going on. That cannot happen, right? Exactly. There's obviously going to be very tiny stringents of this story that mm. are very, very difficult for us to understand. Mm. But at the very, very baseline of what a lot of people have seen, if any, and we've seen this before, yeah. players or teams find out they are done or fired via a breaking report, mm. via a tweet, via a teammate and not actual staff or management or in this case Ubisoft. Not even PR, not I mean, even like a like, slight heads up. How are you going to, you know, this could be very detrimental to a future of these Absolutely. guys, right? How do you not at the very least have that kind of decency? Mm. And that's where I see it from because it's just the disrespect in that regard. Mm. And of course you can add on other stories as well that I've covered in the past from like the Counter-Strike scene. To your point, it does make sense from a business perspective. You want to have a bigger brand tied to your players. Um, it's a rare case though to see these players that do qualify now not attached uh -huh. uh, we've seen it formerly esl pro league for csgo there was a lot of rules based around like okay majority of the roster they now own that spot or vice versa in some esports the org always owns the spot for mm. for variety of reasons but yeah this one obviously mostly sucks for the former players yeah absolutely i think yeah we're 100 agreed on that it is completely unacceptable for any company to make this type of decision without at least giving the players like hey some kind of heads up yeah hey you don't have your spot for the next season you know well well in advance like imagine being one of those players and reading the tweet and yeah that's finding like, out wait what like what are you or talking getting about? dms from your friends like oh yeah you just lost your job right yeah. like that's like that's completely unacceptable and complicated even further by the fact that in that same announcement uh ubisoft announced that another team without an org rent free would actually be taking the their spot and forgive me, all the listeners, this is one of the stories I didn't have time to actually look into this week, so that's why we made it a podcast topic. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, right? <laughs> have have United members spoken up about this as well? Uh, I imagine our former United for, members? Former United members have spoken up, completely baffled, taken by surprise, shocked, very, you know, we've got statements from the entire, essentially, R6 community just not understanding what's going on here. Very similar to situations we saw earlier in the year with Luminosity, yeah. as well as the Evil Geniuses roster from R6. It's where, a confusing seem to keep up with with everything else going on because <laughs> yeah, it is just <laughs> ubisoft is like twitch they don't like to say they don't like to clarify things because i remember seeing interos uh interos tweet about this if mm. well, i call him int because it's just i mispronounce things all the uh -huh. time so i just call him int. i think it's intero yeah, yeah i know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i always i call asmongold the wrong thing too but uh, i saw his tweet about it is there a general sentiment if you don't mind me is that mm. is this united is this ubisoft is this you know the players 
EU United is behind their players 100%. Okay. Uh, well, actually, I've got a statement from their uh, United head of marketing that I'd like to get into in a second. Please but, do, yes. Yeah, just to clarify real quick, and this is not even like 100% a clarification because technically this isn't even coming from Ubisoft. But Because uh, I did want to really quickly say that because yeah. certainly when you see these headlines, when you see people like Intero, uh, I love you, bro. You know you know I do. Intero, um, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he keeps on <laughs> tweeting these kind of things. There's a lot of people out there who will not look into this situation. They mm-hmm. see United and they're like, it's their fault. Yeah, yeah. It's the you know, fault. So a lot of the time, yeah, you do immediately go to the org and you're yeah. like, yeah, these are your people. Why aren't you looking out for them? But it does seem like United tried to, you know, do their best. They allowed these players, you know, usage of their team house throughout through the end of the year. You know, they didn't, weren't kicking them out immediately or anything, you know, trying to support them in the ways they could. Yeah. Uh, you know, real quick to circle back to the rent-free situation. Apparently, that may not be as clear-cut as Ubisoft made it sound. In the statement by Ubisoft, it very much sounded like they're just slotting in rent-free into the position that this United roster formerly had, right? According to the captain of the Sonics, though, it's not quite that clear-cut, perhaps. They're, they're just saying that uh, rent-free was a Challengers League team. They have the opportunity to claim that spot if they find an org. So theoretically, okay. Okay. That it's makes a race sense. between United. Who can get signed? Yeah, yeah, which is also its kind own level of messed sketchy, up. right? That's so messed like, up. We're like, we're only going to, and again, you guys got to forgive us on the uh-huh. on the very, very minute details. Yeah, of course. We're not our but six people on yeah. this level. But. but, I mean, you got, like, that's just in itself is, like, we will represent or allow the first team to be represented mm. with a spot. And go. Yeah, that was not at all clear in Ubisoft's statement. Like, I would not have all thought that th- that's what they were getting at unless I had heard this statement from Sonic's captain. You know, and just to get back to the United, like, you know, the support from the org, here's a quick statement from their, uh, you know, director of marketing. Uh, he said, imagine working in a company and your boss quits. And then instead of you showing up to work the next day to continue working, the boss's boss tells you that you and your team are not allowed to work there anymore. <laughs> He goes on to say, the focus for these esports leagues has to focus on uh, sustainability and protection for esports organizations that invest hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of dollars into ecosystems. And protections need to be put in place to protect players, the true lifeblood, which I think that's a fantastic statement. 100% agree there. Yeah. And it's certainly, I guess, to uh, you know close this one on some note. It's very difficult, mm. especially for a game like R6, you know, where it is at. Mm. I wouldn't say it is thriving, but it's certainly a game that we we saw a while back with possibilities, yeah. um, great possibilities to support organizations and players. And I think it's going to be a, a tough balance for Rising Esports to find a way to support and back the orgs, but also the players, right? Because they're mm-hmm. both players are making the investment of time and orgs are making the investment of money. Mm-hmm. And so you have to weigh and balance you know, protect them and make them uh, in some way financially sustainable for both your game as well as then to partake in it. So it's mm-hmm. it's a tough balance, though, right? It's not yeah, easy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the major the major holdup here is a lot of time, unfortunately, the publishers. I mean, not to get too deep into some things that we've heard off the record, but I've heard a lot of similar issues from CDL, OWL, yep. in terms of the yes. publishers making really rough decisions that put players and orgs in really unfortunate places. Not something I want to dive into, yeah. but certainly I've heard things around the same realm, and mm-hmm. those even more so. Those are franchise leagues, right? They yeah, are built yeah. for sustainability. They are built to make this a long-term play, and we'll see they how are long seen, OWL last. <laughs> yeah, and, and they are seeing some of the biggest struggles. So, yeah. um, United's former squad certainly, it seems like uh, you know a very unfortunate situation. Yeah. We can only hope for the best. Is there even a best case scenario now? Hard to say. Hopefully, they make it out okay, though. Uh, you know, we're going to send our all of our best wishes to those people for sure. We'll see what happens.
All right, guys, before our next topic, a quick few words about our sponsor. Now that football is back in full swing, you might not be the game this year, but you can still be on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all your great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at Bet betonline.ag that's blue wire all one word bet online your online sportsbook experts and 2020 has reshaped how we work businesses across the globe are trying to be more efficient than ever so when every hire is critical indeed is here to help indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other site helping you find quality candidates quickly indeed also gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring and you only pay for what you need you can pause your account anytime and there are no long-term contracts and now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. You can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. visit Indeed each month, which is why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash blue wire this is their best offer available anywhere go right now to indeed.com slash blue wire offer valid through december 31st terms and conditions apply and now let's get back to the podcast and i'll probably make this a bit of a quicker one but we talked about on the recap as well mm. that being leaks leaks potentially Ooh. stopping some big deals That's spicy stuff it's certainly a, a bit <laughs> spicy and i, I do want to clarify uh you know, actually i want to add just kind of pick your brain off the top mm, if shoot, you guys shoot. missed it this past week we first talked about la thieves hundred thieves their call of duty team and the return to call of duty nate shot came out on a twitch stream and said a leak almost stopped that deal at the 11th hour not the 12th hour so mm-hmm. oh so you know so it was under the radar <laughs> and then days later we find out optic gaming is now back reacquired by hex and hex has a very similar notion about the original leak many many months ago not anything that we reported i just want to clarify that because i am scared of hex and i love him as well at the same time but with that he comes mm. out in the same week span of la thieves and the hundred thieves and now we find out optic gaming that initial leak also mm. almost stopped Hex from being able to reacquire Optic Gaming. So I, I, my main question, I think the listeners would love to hear this as well from our perspective. Mm-hmm. We're a news outlet, right? Yeah. It is our job to report the news. And so has this maybe changed your outlook on uh, if because it's let me mm, yeah. because leaks and embargoes are very different. We very, would very never different. break an embargo. Mm-hmm. Never would. I, mm-hmm. I think we like being trusted. We are finally getting to the point where people will actually, you know, tell us stuff for once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was getting so sick of orgs. Literally, just in, in the DMs, they're like, "Hey." Five minutes from now, heads up. And I'm like, <laughs> or you know what? What I used to hate is getting an email for like a story that broke an hour ago. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, yo, why not just send it to you me get, an hour ago? You get the email and the tweet's already out. I'm like, yeah, what yeah. are you doing? Do you want me on yeah. your side or not? And, and then you get the embargoes for stuff that we just don't cover. But mm. hey, we love the game as well. Does this change your perspective on like, what if I was told from a trusted source some gigantic mm. news? Because mm. I think it certainly changed and opened my eyes because we're new to this, right? Right, right. We haven't been here before. 
But I think both of these guys speaking out has certainly changed my approach as to what we might do in the future. Okay, so I'm going to approach this from, from the perspective of... Uh, You're my team leader. Yeah, I'm, I'm the team leader, right? So I'm the one who has to take into account, okay, how many views are we getting this week? How many views are we getting this month? Same for the website. Okay, what stories are we covering? What do we really need to hit on? What, do we, what embargoes are we making sure that we tackle and get out at the right time, right? And so, you know, my mind is always constantly on how good <clears throat> is esports talk doing as a platform? and what can we do to improve? Uh, when you look at a leak, you look at some big news you've got under the table, you think, okay, not going to lie, the first thing that comes to mind is, okay, what kind of reach could this bring us? You know, what kind of audience could breaking this story bring to our platform? Mm -hmm. You know, that's got to be one of the first considerations that comes into play for us as well as any other outlet out there. Um, personally, my thought has always been, I never want to break a story that's going to affect somebody's job. Right. I never want to put a source in an awkward position where, hey, if I break this story, we break this story. That person might be out of a job because obviously they're going to be the one who leaked it to us. And, you know, that's a rough situation to put them in. Right. Yeah. You know, I personally I'd never considered that, hey, breaking a story about optic, you know, being back under the hex umbrella, you know, being part of the Chicago brand might ruin that deal. Right? Same with LA Thieves. I didn't think that was, I would love I'm to so know naive. more details on like how exactly would that ruin the deal? Is that like a CDL thing? I'm wondering if it's a CDL thing because these are both CDL situations. Right. And we've seen similar stuff leaked before and we've never heard even an inkling of these deals being like, you know, potentially ruined. Yeah. And so obviously, again, we you know we're mm. newer in the space and it's almost like we're kids in the game, but yeah. we have to learn as we go mm. and so i think it's going to be very subjective but you know it, it just makes you think of like the jacob wolfs right mm. jacob wolf will will report and i guess it's it's a form of a leak before right. it is actually announced league of legends transfers all the time and you mm. never hear about that affecting potential other moves yeah which so, it could behind the scenes yeah maybe, so for but... me it's like i almost i almost want to say this is because it's both the call of duty scene and it's optic right mm. these are brands that you just are so powerful and so diehardedly followed by a lot of people out there. I mm. almost want to say it's almost like a a very um, one off. If, if it's right. an optic or if it's like a nade shot kind of thing, you don't want to mess with those kind of people. Mm. And, and maybe the, or maybe it's the nature of the bigger deals, right? Maybe right, individual right. roster leaks are different from these gigantic transfers deals of, of LA thieves coming to fruition or optic gaming coming back, right? So it, it makes me think at it's night. I'm possible. like, what do I do? You know? Yeah. Because certainly we're going to keep on getting information, and we have already. I mean, I get told things every day. I am blessed to have people tell me that stuff. And most of the time, I'm just like, I love knowing this. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to say anything, mm -hmm. but it better prepares me when those moments do come. Yeah. I, but, yeah. but people don't see that side, right? People yeah, don't see yeah, the things true. I don't say. Yeah. And you know what? Here, here, here's my, my last bit on this. Uh, we will never break an embargo just never. to get page views. Like, believe me, I double, triple check everything that goes it's live. It's not beneficial. It just yeah. makes I, cause, like, no business sense. Yeah. I, I not, uh, not only as a member of the industry, but also a member of the community, like, I hate seeing these announcements ruined for people who put so much time and energy into, like, really, you know, making this whole big reveal, you know? Like, I kind of don't love the fact that I knew about Optic and Hex coming back together before the big pop happened. You know, I would have loved to see that, you know, when Hex revealed it himself. There is no story big enough that's worth breaking an embargo for. It wouldn't yeah. do us enough, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not worth the couple hundred bucks that it might bring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I'd much rather, you know, not disrespect those people's work. Although I certainly understand why people do leak stuff. You know, hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not here to bag on that. Teach their own. And yeah, you know, I think... 
if if we were in a situation where perhaps if we heard about misconduct in an org, something like that, you know, hey, I think that's a story we could see a moral reason to leak that to help those people being treated unfairly. Yeah. But anything that's not within that realm, I can't see it. Yeah, I just wanted to pick your brain because I'm sure people mm-hmm. love hearing that side of things. You know, there's just so much that is, is out there. So, uh, yeah, very interesting topic. We will uh, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> All right, Jake, you know, I figured I'd wrap things up for my last topic of the week with, you know, a fun old complainy, you know, like, uh, let's just, let's just complain for a second, Ooh, you know, yes, let's do it <laughs> about nothing too serious, nothing involving players getting kicked out of teams or saying naughty stuff or, you know, just, just some good old fun. Yeah. Why are you doing this? My guy, <laughs> I love it. Some great banter. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So uh, I don't know if you've heard about the exclusive content coming to Call of Duty Cold War for the PlayStation. Ah, uh, I only did once you actually showed me it. Uh-huh. And I'm surprised that more people aren't talking about it. Yeah. Right. Because it is ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> it's and you, you are insane. talking about if you are owning a PlayStation. Yes. The content you get or the benefits you get that other console or PC users will not be getting. Absolutely. And let me be clear right out the bat. I am a PlayStation guy yeah. through and through i've tried to get a ps5 literally like every day since the pre-order started no luck so far zan is very sad you know but, but now we know why you're still trying to get one golly gee <laughs> you know with deals like this how could i not <laughs> <laughs> but um anyway so yeah as a lot of people know out there uh playstation has an exclusive arrangement with activision the company that owns call of duty to get like some some exclusive stuff every year just to incentivize people to buy call of duty on a playstation as opposed to an xbox or a pc however this year they're taking things a little bit too far and let me just run down the list of insane stuff that playstation people get over xbox or pc players uh, any playstation player will get two extra create a class slots which is just a straight up that's a gameplay thing why are you doing that to people <laughs> that just sounds mean yeah that's <laughs> like, just not gonna lie it's like a, it's a quality of life update yeah it's, yeah <laughs> Like why? Like that just—that honestly—that's not like somebody at PlayStation was like mad. They it's were like, like oh, it, it's like if fine. Runescape was on PlayStation. They're mm-hmm. like, you get Runescape membership if you're on PlayStation. Uh-huh. You got to play the regular game if you're on Xbox. It's like yeah, there's so yeah, much of right? a quality of life difference. Now it's not that big, but, but it's it's something. It's right? pretty major. I mean, picking an extra class. I mean, that's like literally the the first thing I try to do in any Call of Duty yeah. game. Like you set up your classes. You know, um, not only that, but you get to skip tiers uh, in the battle pass. As far as I know, I believe that's what that, how that works. You get extra weapon experience which just saving a ton of time <laughs> you also get double experience events every single month exclusively for playstation not only that but you get a bonus uh, experience boost anytime you play with exclusively playstation parties wow so that's a lot of stuff right there yeah and obviously from a business standpoint this being the same year or time of year where a brand new playstation yeah, is also is being released yeah. it is a very important launch mm-hmm. which was probably already going to do well and right. this probably just further adds to that list. Mm-hmm. So from a business standpoint, obviously it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. And no one is talking about it enough to care. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, all we're seeing on Twitter is fake Xbox vaping videos. So it's <laughs> yeah, like, right. So PlayStation's rolling in it right now. And like, they see those like just chilling. double XP and it works. <laughs> you can vape into our consoles. Well, like it's let's also be real, PS5s have had some launch issues. Let's I be, mean, let's yes, be fair. Obviously. And, so. Yeah, the Xbox vaping vaping. I actually, there was contention about that just this morning, I believe. Uh, a very famous Polish YouTuber, one of the biggest one in Poland, uh, he did an interview with the guy who published that Xbox Xbox vaping video. He doubled down. He was like, for real, I'm not kidding. That was legit. I don't believe him at all because that's not what smoke would look like coming out of that kind of hardware. But 
doubling down like that yeah. with the biggest Polish it YouTuber. It did look like a, a humidifier. Swing. It was very. Yeah. It was not. It was not like a. A surgical smoke, like a, an actual like yeah, electric yeah, fire. Like, you know, I'm sounding so that, stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Hardware fires, like something like this, like a fire would start maybe in the PS. It's not like going to look like water vapor. It would start from like the power supply unit or something like that, and it would be like dark. It would be like you. Yeah, it I honestly like black. It literally looks like humidifier, that water vapor kind of. Mm. But hey, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of what we're where we're at right now on the internet, right? Uh-huh, I right. mean, I saw it and I believed it. I didn't think. That's not the right color smoke. Oh, well, yeah, and, to and be the, fair, yeah, you have to be the hardware person to think, like, oh, yeah, yeah and then it, it's not hardware. Then it takes smoke. two or three full days where finally people are like, oh, they're probably faked. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah. oh. <laughs> I mean, hey, it doesn't sway us because I, uh-huh. I am yeah, more course, so yeah. a PlayStation guy than an Xbox guy, but I'm a PC guy at heart. So, mm-hmm. like, that's all mm-hmm. I care about. But right. it, it's funny that that's like a, mar- that's actually a potential, <laughs> like, PlayStation's like loving it right now. Yeah, I, got, I feel so bad for the marketing people at these companies, like, literally, like, every week because they, they hit these, this random stuff that they know is obviously fake and what are they supposed to do it literally could have happened to either side too. yeah like yeah, both real. sides could have had vape smoke pouring uh-huh. out of them and then what do we do yeah yeah <laughs> like what either way both sides. stadia i mean oh yeah here we go uh-huh. either way xbox playstation doing great things as well but mm-hmm. if you're on playstation obvious benefits yeah a little bit <laughs> And very lastly, why not talk about Twitch, right? It's uh, certainly going to be an ongoing On topic. this week's episode of Twitch Why. Why? Twitch Why? why? What, are you, what are you doing, my guy? Uh, unfortunately, we talked about this past week. Twitch actually issued an apology mm. with a statement with some further clarification on the DMCA issue. First time in like, how, how, when is the last time you saw an apology from Twitch? I don't think I've ever seen anything from mm. Twitch that says we're sorry, but yeah. hey. I looked. I take, couldn't find anything. Yeah, <laughs> A keyword search. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but take it for what it is. I do appreciate the apology. I'm sure Twitch streamers do as well. Mm. Uh, more importantly, Twitch streamers realized in that apology pretty empty given the fact that they kind of just said, hey, we're sorry. We really can't help you right now. Like, to make sure to mute everything you're unsure about, delete uh-huh. everything you're unsure about, and we will try and get to everybody and work on future development tools that will keep this DMCA thing from being an issue in the future. I will stress as well, I am still concerned about lower and middle tier streamers mm-hmm. who are still banned by DMCA. Meanwhile, top streamers have had really no issues being unbanned pretty fast within yeah, a couple yeah. hours, hours or a couple days max. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am worried about that. But more importantly, a recent tweet as well in someone talking about in-game options audio and in-game music, Twitch decided to respond, and uh, it, it was one of their most quoted <laughs> tweets of, of a long, long time. I'd say this goes right up there with that tweet from uh, Alex Hutchinson a couple weeks ago, where yeah. he was like, yeah, streamers should pay to uh, stream their games. Very much so. Where Twitch was like, hey, just, you know, the, the whole aspect of playing a game, you know, you got the, at its base level, it's the audio experience of playing the game paired with the video experience yes. with the tactile experience in the middle. And they're just like, yeah, get rid of one of those three pillars. Just, you know, just don't have any audio while you you're playing your games. It, Twitch responded and said, just mute the in-game audio. That obviously causing a gigantic issue because uh-huh. if you didn't catch it, Google Stadia director or one of them, uh, Alex uh, he, Hutchinson, bang, bang, click. Yeah, not actually director. Yeah, yeah he just yeah. worked for a studio, yeah. Yeah, yeah works yeah. for one of the Stadia studio. It's yeah. confusing. But uh-huh. he came out a couple weeks back and said streamers should actually pay to play the games they stream. The issue being, if you're going to mute your in-game audio after paying for the game... Mm-hmm. That's the issue, right? You are paying in full, let's say it's $60 title, and then because of DMCA, you can't listen to in-game music. And But the fact they said mute your in-game audio, kind of just very poorly worded in my opinion. I've also seen some people concerned that, hey, my DMCA might have actually come from like an audio cue that played. 
Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you, you've seen so many things now and we yeah. cannot confirm that, but uh-huh. I would not be surprised because yeah. we've also seen IRL streams be DMCA'd for IRL sirens. Mm-hmm. So those things have been popping up for just, it's obviously, it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. Especially cause like, you know, the one thing I hated in this response on Twitch is like, they didn't really address the issue that a lot of streamers have been running into where even if they do everything that Twitch says even they should do, even if they delete, even if they get rid of millions of clips, hundreds of yeah. hours of like content that people love to see, even if they get rid of that, they still might catch a ban. Yep, Devin so, Ash has a great video on that. How your clips and your vods are still stored on some Twitch servers, and that's mm-hmm. why we saw a, a number of streamers still being banned, whether they've already deleted or in the process mm-hmm. of deleting. So either way, Twitch did say sorry. That sorry felt empty from a lot of people out there, and the responses they have continued to make have continued to rile up people even further as per usual all we can do now is is really just hope why twitch why <laughs> as per usual we hope you guys all enjoy the esports rewind podcast thank you all for listening mm-hmm. spicy topics as per usual i'm gonna beat you to one thing thanks to all of you guys who sent us dms either uh, uh, on my twitter or on the main twitter as well really appreciate that we get so many stories from you guys and just super thankful for all of you guys who send that stuff in now zane See these folks out of here. Get them with the outro. Yo, real short and simple this week. I'll keep it simple. Uh, You know, we're also on the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network, just in case you want to listen to the Esports Rewind podcast on the go on your mobile phone, like really anywhere at all. We're on iTunes and Spotify. Just type in P-R-E-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N. We're right there alongside a lot of other fantastic esports and gaming news podcasts. So by all means, swing through, check it out, download an episode. It does help support us a lot. Thank you, guys. Shout out to our audio listeners. If you'd like some more esports news, you can find us on YouTube at Esports Talk. We're on Twitter at talk underscore esports, Instagram esports underscore talk. And quick announcement, my guy, we're starting up the TikTok. You know, we're getting some small stuff him, going hit there. Him, hit him. Yeah. Uh, psh, uh, it's, it's just esports talk. Let's look up esports talk. We're right there. You yeah. Know. We're going to try and get the TikTok game down. Yeah. We'll yeah. see what happens. Now, now that TikTok, we, now that we don't have to worry about the platform like disappearing from the country, yeah. now we're like, okay, maybe we can exist there. So, you know, we're going to try and out. figure out what content goes on there as we keep on pumping out content for mm. you guys. As per usual, hope you guys all enjoy the esports rewind podcast. Same time, same day, every single week. Peace, gamers. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.